0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Stream Queen's podcast where we review horror films and horror adjacent films you can stream on the internet. I'm your host Rachel and joining me is Dr. Mars, head <laughs> of the Mars Institute of Psychokinetics and Bar sleeve Technologies.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> For those of you who just joined the show, you're gonna to need to go back to episode one to appreciate that joke because <laughs> the, the barf sleeve story gets told.
1: Oh, I heard Bart sleeve with a T. Barf, barf, and I was like, "What? Vomit was... sleeve technology? Yeah." Does I mean- forgot <laughs> I told that story.
0: Oh, my God. It's one of my all-time favorite stories. <laughs> They're like, I'm just going to drop it out of my sleeve like dirt. Like like you thought it was the the Shawshank Redemption or something. Oh, I thought I was so smart.
1: <laughs> like not even a part of me was like, this might not work out. Like 100% heart and soul. I was like, this is such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, people are gonna climb the mountaintop to ask me for advice after this, because I'm so (laughs) smart. (laughs) And then I exploded like a fucking vomit pinata. It was (laughs) so... (laughs) And then the fact that after it happened, and I saw everybody like recoil away, and then I just held so still, like if I don't move, time freezes,, and I'll never have to deal with the fact that this happens.
0: I bet you really wish you had telekinesis in that moment
1: oh um, I yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> or anything or invisibility, invisibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! It never gets old. I love that story. <laughs> so yes, you are the head of uh, the Mars Institute of Telekinesis and Barf Sleeve Technologies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. Man. So today, based on our second, we're doing actually our second listener request episode. We're going to be reviewing the film The Mind's Eye. But before we do that, Mars, <laughs> I can't believe we've made it this far. We haven't. We have not actually already broken our policy.
1: Oh my gosh, I know.
0: Solid and remind the listeners of our spoiler policy.
1: Believe it or not, because you're right, we haven't actually already (laughs) spoiled it before the warning. We're gonna spoil this movie somehow. Oh yes. yes. Rachel, we're growing up. I know. It
0: only took how many episodes? Twenty (laughs) three That's gotta be some kind of record. What other podcast could have possibly achieved this in just twenty three episodes? I mean, when
1: I was twenty three I was still not an adult, so and I'm still on an adult. <laughs> uh, the other day
0: I had that realization and it was that I was not mature enough <laughs> to be my own age. <laughs> it's all dark.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're what? Probably I'd guess twenty five years out from a global apocalypse. So right. ultimately, it doesn't matter. That's a good point. You know, like I've been afraid
0: of the global apocalypse until you put it in that perspective. And suddenly I feel like nothing matters like there is like it's sort of freeing in its own way like i don't really have to worry that i have no savings for retirement because we're all going to be (laughs)
1: yeah cave dwellers and trash eaters by then anyway so you know Right?
0: I I mean, let's face it, I'm going out in the first wave.
1: Like, I don't have (laughs) the
0: survival skills to make it. That, and you live too close to a major city. I live close to a city. I live close to a, like, I'm close to the Livermore Lawrence Lab. There's the ocean nearby. I live, like, on a fault line.
1: It's a wrap! It's over! There's an Air Force base that's, like, an hour from you or something like that. Surrounded by prisons, I'm done. And like, your state is constantly on fire, anyway. That is true. Just based on nature, it has no water and it's always on fire, so.
0: Like, I, I embrace my first ra- waveness. Like, I really do. I don't want to, like, live on cat food in the desert, like, fending off rape gangs. Like, I'd rather just go ahead and, like, have a civilized round
1: one death. you know i respect that i respect that see you are a grown-up you're thinking about this rationally you're taking responsibility for your life choices they're sort of planning for the future (laughs) right
0: (laughs) see what i said like i knew we would not be able to stay on the rails very long (laughs) no no dark turn too real dark
1: I am like you're, you're,
0: you're the final girl, though. Like, you're going to survive. You're going to somehow, like, you're going to be that, like, you're going to be, like, the desert woman that, like, people talk about of legend who, like, has made some sort of weird, like, water pump situation in the middle <laughs> of the desert.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, that's some sort of, yours. like, Cormac McCarthy desert figure. Yeah, and there's going to be some sort of, like, mythology built
0: around, like, the god Mars or something, like, some celestial thing. And you're oh, like, oh, my God, because my I'm name?
1: self-healing?
0: <laughs> That is true. You are kind of like the Wolverine of this podcast. (laughs) Okay, I had a different warm-up question, but I'm changing it. Okay. So, like, what is your post-apocalyptic game plan? Are you going to, like, head towards a source of water? Are you going for elevation? Like, what's your plan? Because, honestly, this is probably the best one people should take. (laughs)
1: Like, right off the bat or, like, at what stage in the apocalypse? Like, what's your, like, uh...
0: First step and end, go- get end game. Like, those like what is the first thing you do and what is your ultimate goal for, like, setting up your scenario?
1: I mean, ultimate end game goal would be the defensible bunker scenario. Mm, so good one. So, whatever needs to happen in order for that to happen. I, it can't be the house I'm in now because there's too many really big windows. Right. And it's not super defensible. And it's just a house, you know? It's made out of wood. Like, it's not... You know, right. someone could firebomb the house and it would, you know, and we don't have a basement. So, hmm. you know, so it would have to be a search for something else. I'm surprised you don't already have a bunker. Yeah, you. Th- I thought, actually, this is so stupid. I thought about this yesterday. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was laying in bed <laughs> oh and I was God. like, okay, so tomorrow's podcast day and I have to get this done for Sherman at work and I need to get together with Dennis about the contact sheet and this house doesn't have a basement what <laughs> what are we gonna do <laughs> Oh my god! It, i don't know i
0: think about these things a lot i think if you decide to date online you should do one of those prepper sites oh because there's like preppers only and like most of them are terrible like there's a lot of like guys on there looking for like ancillary wives so that they can repopulate after surviving the apocalypse. But there's
1: gotta be some decent ones in there. Like people who are just like aware and concerned, but not obsessed. Right.
0: Well, also (laughs) someone who like shares your, I mean, like you have shared interests of like preparing for the end of time. Right. So wait, hold on. Prepper dating sites. Let's see which, where we're going to find Mr. Mars.
1: You know, I'd appreciate someone who I know when we walk into a building, we've both already located, like, the second exit. (laughs) Nobody thinks I'm weird for doing that.
0: Right. Like, you guys both beeline for the corner seat kind of thing, where you can keep an eye on all. Survival dating sites. Seeking a friend for the end of the world.
1: Do you remember when the eclipse was happening and you found that Craigslist post for the guy in Portland who wanted... Who was looking for someone that he could impregnate during the height of the eclipse. Yes! (laughs) That was
0: terrifying!
1: I think about him every once in a while. I just wonder how that panned out. Were you just like, there's a pot, or the lid for every pot? Someone out there? And potentially the Antichrist was conceived, or whatever you would conceive at the height of an eclipse. No wonder you're
0: saying the the world's going to end in 18 years. I didn't even (laughs) put it together! (laughs) Because the clock started! (laughs) All right. I'm sad to say PrepperDating.com is no moss. You'd think they would have planned for that. Let's see here. Oh, they're probably
1: uh, just covering their
0: tracks. <laughs> oh, good point. Uh, there's something called Quink. Also no longer exists. What's <laughs> going on? These preppers. I they've guess all they already, already found each other. They've
1: all already made it to their bunkers. They've let's, no need for the internet any longer. See if, oh.
0: Survivalist singles still exists. Ooh. More than a dating site, a community of critical thinkers. Oh, what is the over under uh, that every single one of these people mentioned Ayn Rand in, the-
1: oh, <laughs> in <no>. their? Oh <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> Sorry, if we have preppers in the audience, I shouldn't tease. You will inherit the earth. I will inherit nothing. So, who you'll get the last laugh. So don't be bad at me for
1: teasing a little bit.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. So the end game you said is bunker. What's what's your first move?
1: Holding up and waiting for the chaos to subside
0: right because it's like you know i guess you're out like in the middle of a graveyard you're probably okay
1: yeah and most of my neighbors are well all of my neighbors are either dead or retired so it's you know they're not really coming for us i don't think (laughs) all (laughs) right so
0: the mind's eye tell us a little bit about i know i mentioned it was a listener suggestion but what made you decide to take the listener suggestion
1: because I got a one month free trial on Shutter, and I figured yeah. I might as well watch at least two movies. <laughs> Can't um, and because someone suggested it, and we've we'd done the listener suggestion before the mm-hmm. episode before and that was fun and we don't get a lot of suggestions so i figured right. well let's
0: positive you know, reinforcement let's roll with this be <laughs> I mean, one thing if they were like flooding in but we gotta like you know water the seeds so people <laughs> will <talk to> us. <laughs> so we're not just shouting into the void every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> not that that would stop us oh shit okay cool well I'll, yep that sounds good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie with the synopsis of The Mind's Eye.
1: So The Mind's Eye takes place, start, it starts in 1991, most of the movie takes place, or it starts in 1990, most of the movie takes place in 1991. And the story is that there were there started being all these cases in the 80s of people having uh, psychokinesis abilities. Um, and the, the story is about a guy named Zach and his girlfriend rachel it, Who it's i
0: totally thought was gonna be his sister didn't you i did not oh because they look exactly alike. oh <laughs> <laughs> so then when they're just like i still love her i was like um, what kind of movie is this <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> sorry continue
1: <laughs> no i did not think they were siblings so i didn't have that fear but it would
0: make a scene later in the film very awkward
1: oh so bad I mean, it, it was, was already me. pretty awkward, but, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. I had some thoughts on that. Oh, oh
0: I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> anyway. I, I, in my notes, I just referred to it as the injection scene.
1: Ugh, no, it's worse! <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. And, like, I drew those same parallels, but I definitely didn't use those words. <laughs>
0: Sorry, not really. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. I swear uh, to God, I'm gonna stop interrupting.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, it starts with Zach walking down the side of a snowy road. He gets stopped by the cops, and he he has psychic powers. But it's so you know, you learn throughout the movie that the psychic powers can only be used if the person is looking at the person they want to use them on. That's very limiting. Yeah. Yeah. I had some thoughts about that, too. Uh, Anyway, so they take him to... Oh, my God, I forgot the doctor's name. I had it memorized all day up until just now. Dr. Slovak. Slovak. So they take him to Dr. Slovak's lab, who is doing research and experiments on people who have this psychokinesis power, and he tells Zach that he's already got Rachel, his his girlfriend. Presumably, they've separated in order to make it harder for them to be found, is what Ah, I'm assuming. okay. Because otherwise, I don't, you know, I don't know. They don't seem to have been, like, broken up. They just seem to have separated somehow. Right, because something
0: happened in Chicago. Yeah. Something we never find out what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, it's a year passes, and Zach has been living in this sort of prison house, I guess, with this other guy, (laughs) whose name, I don't remember his first name, his last name was Armstrong, though but i don't Uh, know david armstrong Armstrong. i'm not that
0: good the cast list is in front of me (laughs) you were like damn rachel savant over here (laughs) Uh,
1: so he he and david are playing chess and zach's mind is elsewhere he keeps losing and he admits that it's been a year and he's not been able to see rachel yet and it's starting to really upset him Bas- I mean, okay, so basically the movie goes on and it's, it's, a, it's a revenge story with yes. some some stages. I don't know. The movie's pretty straightforward, I feel like, based on the plot. Yes. There's not really a lot of... There's only one twisty twist, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach and David rescue Rachel. David stays behind to distract the guard or whatever, and Rachel... Rachel because that Zach, would
0: happen in real life.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially in the snow where it's like... Well, they can't just track the two that got away anyway, Mm. but sure. Uh, Zach and Rachel make it to Zach's dad's house. Zach hasn't seen his dad in 10 years. He left after an incident. Hmm. And uh, and then he, of course, once they get there, realizes like, well, this was the last place we should have come because, yeah, of course, they're gonna check my only living relative's house to see if I'm here. <laughs> this was a mistake, right?
0: Um, like, watch a single procedural TV show, I'm Right.
1: just one episode, please. Just a brief a brief plot outline on Wikipedia, just you know, um, and then we get a scene. So, Doctor Slovak, what he's been doing is, uh taking spinal fluids from Rachel with a giant syringe and injecting them into his own spine mm-hmm. in the hopes that he will become also psychokinetic. And it's working, and it's also super gross. He's got, like, a super infected <laughs> wound on his neck.
0: It's so gross looking, yeah. and it just he gets He needs worse a hot dog time. and whiskey uh, compress. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> So while they're at Zach's dad's house, we get what Rachel has so gently titled, The Injection Scene. (laughs) Where we have two cutting back and forth between Dr. Slovak getting his injection in his neck hole. And... (laughs) (laughs) Finish the thought. (laughs) What's that poem about being at a road that diverges in a wood, one path (laughs) is (laughs) Less <laughs> traveled than <in> the other. <laughs> I just know the one about
0: good pay the good intentions. That's the one I know. <laughs> mm.
1: uh, anyway, so the injection oh, scene intercut with scenes of Zach and Rachel doing it,
0: making the sweet
1: love in the most unsweet way I've ever seen romantic sex portrayed <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: right. Like, do you actually like her?
1: It's supposed to be, like, reunion sex between these two people who love each other and haven't been around each other in a year because of some horrible incident. And they've both been basically, like, tortured lab rats for a year. Especially Rachel, who's been there forever and is the one who's been having the spinal fluid sucked out of. Yes. And yet it's the most... Uncomfortable sex I've ever seen in a movie between two consenting adults.
0: <laughs> it's pretty rough stuff. I was it's like, pretty...
1: and it's quite long. It's a while. <laughs> There's.
0: I'm not a prude. I love a sex scene. But this one was weirdly uncomfortable. I think it was the inner cutting of like the sort of like o-face and the like injection o-face that's happening
1: yeah and then it's like just some of the the position choices i feel it gets weren't very, very nice
0: it's it, it very cinemaxy, doesn't it yeah
1: with like, the hair a pulling little, like, red
0: shoe diary like it
1: yeah mm. yeah and the fact that she's wearing like knee socks the whole time for some reason was really upsetting because then it has a whole like costumed schoolgirl feel to it. and This
0: movie does not have the best gender politics. I will say that right <laughs> <after laughs> off the I feel comfortable making that statement. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Moving on. So
1: that happens and then it's over and we all collectively breathe out and are glad that it's over. But yes. can't shut our eyes without seeing it again. <laughs> uh, so anyway, of course the bad guys show up at the house, because, you know, that's what people who are good at their jobs do. And one of the guys who shows up, whose name is Travis Levine.
0: Oh, I was wondering if you were going to notice
1: this. I got this one only because I know him from other movies. And so I did the thing where I was like, oh my God, what do I know that guy from? Oh, is he, because he's the creepy dude from Dead Girl. Yes, that's in my notes. I was like, going to see if you noticed him. I was like, and, dead girl, throwback. And he's also <laughs> doed in Brick. Yes. Yeah. Which is a significantly less creepy character than the other two. (laughs)
0: That's true. He does kind of have the market cornered on this particular creep vibe, doesn't he? Like,
1: unfortunately, he's just got one of those faces. Right. So the the bad guys show up at Zach's dad's house Mm -hmm. as we expected them to, because even though Zach made that realization and was like, oh, they're gonna come here first, but let's spend the night anyway. But let's bang it out real quick. I don't, I don't understand, I feel like if I was somehow grouped with these two i would get so frustrated so right. fast and just I think be they like, had like you... larry
0: fessenden for a day and they're like well let's just
1: maximize <laughs> our time here i'm like you just pointed out the flaw in this plan why are we <laughs> moving forward with the flawed plan whatever yeah. i'm getting in the stolen mercedes i'm taking off
0: <laughs> <laughs> see this is why you survived the first wave <laughs>
1: Because I'm going, whoever doesn't want to get in the car can stay and get shot. I don't care. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the bad guy shows up, and um, Dr. Slovak has sort of recruited an, a guy who has the psychokinetic abilities to work for him, um, and he's got an eye patch, which I thought was funny, because we don't ever really know why he has an eye patch, but he's evil, so he must have an eye patch, well, I guess. I think guess. he's like
0: Stockholm Syndrome-y, right? Oh, uh, like, yeah. I think he's been through like experiments and during the process like one of the things that the doctor did was take his eye gross because he was like if anything your powerful power is stronger now
1: yeah yeah uh-huh. so they show up at the house violence ensues yeah. and then this is the only twisty twist and i'm not even sure if i'm in- like interpreting the scene correctly but the, you know, the bad guys are threatening to kill the father. Oh, Zach this is, is using... a twisty twist, you mean? Yeah,
0: this actually is a twisty twist. Yeah,
1: Zach is using his psychic powers to try to fight them off, but they're not very strong. And again, you have to be able to, like, with your eyeballs, see the person or object you want to use your powers on, which, like you said, is pretty limited. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. For something that doesn't exist in the real world, I guess you can put whatever limitations you want on it. Right. but. Anyway, um, Zach previously revealed that, uh, you know, he started getting these powers when he went through puberty, and the only person he told was his mom, but when he tried to show her, he accidentally exploded her brain inside of her head, and Whoops. so then he ran away or whatever, because he was super upset about that. Um, anyway, the bad guys are here, violence is happening, oh, and yes. then it's revealed that it's the father who has psychic abilities, right? Okay, so I'm not crazy for interpreting it that way. Twi- yeah, in probably one of the creepiest, fa- like, just something about, like, the hissing breathing and the fact that he's missing a tooth and there's yeah. blood coming from well, all his parts. I mean, like,
0: Larry Fessenden is missing that tooth, and this was, like, the best use of, like, I like missing tooth I've ever seen, where they had it,
1: like, get knocked out, and then he just was like, <laughs> I knew a guy once who, on his, like, 25th birthday, fell and knocked a tooth out, and so he got the, like, temporary uh-huh. screw-in tooth for, you know in until he get the permanent one, but he decided to keep it, but he used to only wear the tooth for special occasions.
0: Really? So, like, he'd
1: show up at your birthday and be like, hey, I put my tooth in. We're like, aww. aww. <laughs> like, that's the sincerest form of flattery. I know! <laughs> it was like when you have that, like, nice piece of jewelry or something. Yeah. We like, ooh, I'm gonna wear my fancy dress tonight. And he would just be like, ooh, I'm gonna put my tooth in. We're gonna go out on the town. <laughs> yeah okay so larry (laughs) fessenden is super creepy as as always yep um reveals he also has psychokinetic powers and then promptly gets shot in the head so is it like eight seconds after we're like oh what and then he's dead and it doesn't matter anymore yeah uh the every you know more violence a lot of violence i will say a lot of
0: violence i will say
1: this graphic like the effects the violence effects and all the it was so good practical like and
0: like this i'll be i'm just gonna get ahead and say how i feel about this film like the first half of this film is rough yeah i was kind of like i feel bad i'm gonna have to like really pan this this suggestion but then when the shit started going down in the the house like the splattery practical effect nature (sighs) of it i was like okay. So good. Oh my god. Like, when the dude's head finally, like, there was all these, like, almost head explosions that are, like, happening throughout Mm -hmm. the movie, and then finally when you get that payoff... Like, I was like, oh, okay, that was worth it. That was
1: worth all the, like, staring and, like, veins popping out of people's faces. That, that payoff was totally worth it. And even just the parts where they're using their psychic powers and the blood is coming out of their nose and their yeah. eyes and stuff. And you know that there's, like, there's a tube somewhere, right, that's pumping. But it was so... It looked, it looked so seamlessly, like, it looked so real. Yeah, it was great. These effects were amazing. And this is jumping way ahead, but when he shoots the dude through the knee... And his well, leg just builds in half. That is
0: my favorite part of the movie. so
1: good. It was
0: so good.
1: One of the knees just, like, gone. Oh. <laughs> I saw it happen. I was like, oh, man. Like, I replayed it a couple of times. Because it's like you don't see stuff like that not every anymore. day. Not anymore. Like, in some ways, this movie is such a
0: throwback that it's kind of, like, it feels very cliche. Like, it's not really doing anything interesting. But then it's like... Wait, hold on. Just stay with it for a minute because now we're gonna do the shit that's awesome that's a throwback, which is the like over the top practical effects.
1: And there's and then it had me. <laughs> and like you know, the the hard part with those practical effects is sometimes like they look like latex or they move yeah. like latex, and these did not. No, these they look good. solidly looked like, oh, you just straight up murdered a bunch of people to make this movie, didn't you? And no. this this movie like
0: really kinda goes there. Like there is a series of deaths. Like, honestly, after this first sort of... After she starts... I guess maybe when it starts in the house. Like, it's sort of unrelenting in terms of, like, it's just sort of, like, awesome death after an awesome death. That when you get to the final death, it's a little underwhelming. Yeah. Because he just explodes. Sorry, I know yeah. I'm getting ahead of your synopsis, but, like, I kind of feel like they they should have saved that head explosion for the final dude, because it was so amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll get there yeah, pretty sorry, quickly. Sorry, There's sorry. not a... It's just... You know, Rachel, like, overexerts herself to explode a dude's head, passes out, Zach calls the cops and has them come to the house so that she can be taken to the hospital. He goes in search of Dr. Slovak, more violence ensues. Awesome including the violence, oh my God, that was the other one I wanted to bring up was when he splits the guy's head in yeah, half with the axe, yeah. and like you can see like the teeth of yeah. like part of the- <laughs> oh, it was so good, yeah, I also oh like my the anything like everything with that axe, I was like,
0: yeah,
1: oh, it was so good, <laughs> I mean and and then in the end, Zach explodes Dr. Slovak, they have a grimace off, yeah. Which can you just imagine how hard it would have been to be serious on set without like the sound effects and the music and whatever and just have these two dudes just I just feel like it must
0: have been just like a day days and days of like accidentally farting on set. I like, guess <laughs> like, all I can think of is like how many farts are slipping through
1: right now
0: <laughs> Oh, but I'm a child, so don't oh. listen to me. <laughs>
1: I I forgot that there's other things. So Doctor Slovak makes it out in a car. Yes. Zach injects himself with his own, you know, breeds psychokinetic juices that they've harvested from Rachel. And then he's able to do stuff with his mind without looking at it. Right. Cause it closes his uh, eyes and you know flips the car. You know, what? must've missed that injection. That ex- Cause I was like, why suddenly is he able
0: to do this without looking? But yeah. I was like, he must just be super mad. I don't know.
1: Cause Dr. Slovak was trying to inject himself one last time and something, Zach knocked it out of his hand or something. Uh, and then man. Slovak tries to escape or no, it's after they've done their stare off and then they both pass out. Right. 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 And then right, Slovak right. limps away And then Zach wakes up, injects himself with the stuff, and then he can do it in his mind's eye. Oh! See, now look at that.
0: That's some deep shit right
1: there. See, and it was only because the whole time I was watching it being like, but none of this is in the mind's eye because they have to look (laughs) at the thing. So why is this called the mind's eye when literally none of it has to do with? your mind's eye and then in the end I was like oh because yeah. he does in the yeah okay 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 i got you i got you all right so i guess I, there, I accept that
0: two like using the vision things that i thought was really cool and that was the when he's looking in the reflection of the tv
1: oh yeah yeah i did the that was cool that
0: was cool and then also when he did the thing that i was like why don't they all just do this? Would we'll just tear open the bag on his own face using his telekinesis? Oh my god. I had many questions, I'll be <laughs> I was like, shouldn't you have, like, a sturdier... Like, like a metals? I mean, no matter what, all he has to do is look at it and he has control over it, right? Yeah. Like, you need to, like, blind him, basically, to make it stop.
1: Right. And even <sighs> the parts where Rachel has the bag on her head and they're trying to give her the injections or whatever, no, and, I, I and she had... It. And her hands... While tied together, we're still, she could move them up and down, right? And I was like, all you need is to rip that off for a second and look at a person, and you're set. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, you could do this fast enough. I feel like, I don't know. I'm not psychokinetic. Well, I mean,
0: we see that it it's not a quick process, there's always like a lengthy period of like gun shaking. I guess that's true. Before. Okay, so is the kinetic power actually in their eyes? Or is it in their mind? Oh, because if it's in their mind, why didn't he like? Who doesn't just blind all of your test subjects? Like, not to be brutal, but I feel like this movie doesn't happen if you like have a better game. And plan. I guess
1: when he's giving himself the injections in the neck, the veins do go right. To like, his I'm eyeballs. wondering if
0: it's yeah, like because it's like specifically working its way around to his eyes. Oh, mm. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but I just had that thought, so I yeah. thought I, this would be the venue to explore it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this would be the place to just say the things that... Yeah. So what did you think of the movie? Not my favorite. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um. Again, like, I cannot stress how amazing right. the practical effects are, and the violence, and the gore, and even just the bleeding eyes and noses and mouths when they're trying to use their psychic powers, but that's pretty... I mean, there just wasn't more... To the movie, then There's not what a lot of would, there there. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Whatever that... Synopsis is that you would see, like, on a Netflix where it's like, Zach and Rachel escape from a doctor's lab and they have psychic powers. And you're like, okay, that's a good... But then you find it, like, that's literally all there is. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I... I prefer a little bit more... Again, like, I, I appreciated the twist to twist that the dad actually had the psychic powers, but then they killed him seven and a half seconds later. right? So it didn't really... Um, You know, pay off for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I think I liked it a
0: little bit more than you, but I didn't love it. Um, It definitely reminded me of movies that I like a lot, but it made me kind of wish I was watching those movies. (laughs) But that being said, like, I think it's worth a watch, like, at least tune in for the second half of the movie, just till it, I mean, truly those practical effects scenes are awesome. I I was not expecting them.
1: I haven't seen anything to that caliber in I don't think ever possibly. Like it was I mean, I can think of
0: a couple of things, but like not not anything contemporary. Yeah. Like I think of like um Hatchet definitely like that was what that was the whole sort of thing about Hatchet that made it fun was that they really leaned into the practical effects. Um, But, like, it is a dying art, you know? And, like, with so many, like, a certain um, generation of filmmakers coming of age right now, I think part of why we're seeing all these sort of, like, Cronenberg and... John Carpenter throwbacks is because like people our age are finally like at a point where they're making movies that are getting distribution. Mm-hmm. Um and so I hope that in addition to like every movie coming out having like, you know, a, a totally like a uh, like a um minimal synth score, which I enjoy, but it is getting a little cliche. But I enjoy. I hope they also kind of continue to hearken back to these practical effects because they they it really does make a difference even though like cgi is amazing um and can do incredible things there's just something about seeing the knee get blown out and know that like that physically was in the room it's the the Ugh. same way that i like i justify my like totally unapologetic love of the mission impossible movies like i understand why people don't like dom Cruise. i understand why people don't really care for spy throw- that's fine but like, you watch those movies, and knowing that Tom Cruise is actually doing those stunts, like, it, nothing can replace that.
1: No, I and I, to, I am not the biggest fan of Mission Impossible movies. That's I'm not the fine. biggest fan of Tom Cruise, but the fact that the dude actually strapped himself to an airplane and was like, "Yeah, take off, let's right. do it." It's
0: like that he climbed on the outside of the fucking Burj Khalifa. <laughs> like, right? You can think they're stupid. I totally like validate people's experience with it, but like it's the same kind of thing where the thrill of it's like it is movie magic. Yeah, it's like true movie magic, and I that's how I feel about practical effects. So like this. The practical effects of this won me back in a way that if this movie was just all CGI, there would kind of no- be nothing here for me. Because yeah. the other big problem with this movie is the way that it treats its female character.
1: Sucks. Character. Very yes. specifically the they, single female My marriage. namesake. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I guess there was a nurse that she killed with a syringe in the beginning. Oh, and the nurse true. who gives... Unless it's also the same nurse who gives him the neck injection. No, there's
0: two different nurses, but like they don't even get a name. No, you know no. what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, but like they might as well have named Rachel McGuffin for like all the good that she did in this. Movie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. the thing they have to rescue. She's the thing that like he still has that gives him the power. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't yeah. actually have any real agency of her own.
1: Well, and as soon as she gets powerful enough to explode a dude's head, she passes out and right. she's
0: out of the movie. Right, and shuffled off. Screen. Screen, which I actually feel like this would have been a lot more interesting if like in the house shit went down and he died like he got her out and then he died in the house or he was the one that passed out or whatever and it became her revenge story it would have been a lot more interesting because like if you think about like their stories he was in there for obviously a while and tortured and like it was not good but she was there even longer in addition to the fact that not only was she there longer she was like kept in his basement and like even though they don't go there. There is sort of like this implied, at least metaphorical, kind of sexual overtone, sexual violence to the way that he treats her. Like when she's like incapacitated, drugged, and incapacitated, and he's like touching her face and like, yeah,
1: it's the way that harvests the spinal fluid from her is
0: very like penetration. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not great. She's just so compelling with, like, those big, giant, like, doe eyes. She's one of those actors you just kind of want to look at.
1: Yeah. Um, She looks to me like if you could mix up Zoe Deschanel with, like, Rachel Dratch. (laughs) That's actually not
0: really good call. I would not have put that together, but now I can't unsee it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, like. Obviously, this is not Rachel's America, so I don't get to have my way. I can only, like, review what I see before me. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this this has been a really rough couple of news weeks, and so it was hard for me to sort of separate where I am mentally and politically right now with, like, what I'm watching. It was good to get a break from it, but, like, just seeing, like, this dude's entitlement to other people's bodies and, like a willingness to violate it because of they want to and and as a result end up with more
1: power like yeah and then even your protagonist it it's just like well she's just the thing that makes him feel important still you know like it's not even they don't even have at least on screen they didn't really develop their relationship with each other, aside from the really awkward sex scene that didn't yeah. look like sex that two people who love each other have. No. It looks like sex that two people who met earlier that day have.
0: <laughs> right. I'm not saying that that can't be an enjoyable practice, but it right if you're into it's hair not pulling, like we've been
1: pulled apart for a year and tortured. No. No, it was just like Oh, let's just try some angles. I don't really know, but let's not talk about it.
0: It reminded me a little bit of the love scene from Wolf Cop. Did you see that? No. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) Wolf Cop is really something else. (laughs) You've never seen a movie like Wolf Cop, let me assure you. Like, if you've ever been like, what happens to the wolf junk when it transforms? Ooh. Ooh asked i have wondered that
1: asked and answered (laughs) i have wondered that
0: actually okay enjoy i did I actually really like that movie but um but it has that kind of but the thing is is in that movie it's sort of a like 80s exploitation sort of grindhouse through by way of canada so there's that but like this movie did not seem it wanted to be a cronenberg film and then it became, for a minute, like it became a Grindhouse film, or like a like a Skinnamax film, not a Grindhouse film, like a Skinamax. It was very strange. It was just a very yeah. strange choice. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not like I said, I don't mind a sex scene. I'm not a prude. It just was not one that looked especially sexy or tender, and it, it didn't was... make me invest in them anymore.
1: Right. It actually made me want them to be together less. <laughs> So it was kind of like before I was uncouple,
0: uncouple. Before that scene,
1: I was like, "I don't know enough about, I don't know enough about you guys to know whether or not you're a good fit." You dated previously, you're probably fine. And then I watched that and was like, "You don't, you two don't even like each other. Why are you?" I know what happened
0: in Chicago. You did that in front of people or something. I mean, look, just because
1: it's comfortable doesn't mean you got to stick with it, right? Try new people. This is you're young. Uh, yeah, move so... on, you know, maybe they separated because one of them really was like, I think we need to take a break, <laughs> uh, yeah. and then it just I, I i i understand that maybe what I'm about to bring up is the is the product of you know budgeting, and maybe like a lot of the budget went to the practical effects and therefore couldn't go to other effects, but I felt like so much of this movie was like you made a movie about x-men who show up to the x-men fight with guns like you have psychic people as the basis, and you have Mm. them fight with toilet seat covers and punching Mm. and guns and yes he used his psychic powers with the axe which was satisfying but it was just a lot of punching for people who are psychic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, again, I understand it might, maybe it was a budget thing, I, but I mean, you should have just made them like genetically altered super soldiers at that point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, i It's weird because like there's so many of the theme, like the sort of uh, concepts that this movie includes are things I really like. Like like the idea of like where science and paranormal stuff meets like and the, and it's definitely something that was is a little dated and I don't mean that in a bad way I mean like it was something that was like very well trod in like the seventies and eighties with like Stephen King's like Firestarter and Carrie and um, Dead Zone you know what I mean like there's yeah. definitely and I and I do have a love of those sorts of stories or like I mean this movie is kind of a remake of Scanners so like there's a lot of that as well. But, I don't know, it never, it didn't totally come together for me. But I did have things about it I really liked.
1: Oh yeah, no, same. And there are things in it that I've, you know, I don't, I see very, very rarely in other stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but it was like, overall, I don't know if if the knee exploding scene can save this movie for me. It's enough for me to tell people, like, if I know someone who has an appreciation for that kind of stuff, then I would definitely recommend this, because it's, it's I think it's great, there, but I would have to, I recommend it with a warning, you know, with a warning where it's like, like, but uh, story is so-so.
0: Like, the way that I would recommend this movie is I'd be like, hold on, let me show you something real quick. And then I would fast forward to the, part, like, basically post-sex scene and show them, like, that stretch of the movie up until... I'm trying to think, the decapitation maybe. Or no, 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 the head split down the middle I think is the last really good kill. So I would show them like that 20 to 30 minute block of the movie and be like, "Eh, yeah, you've seen it at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because there
0: is like 20 to 30 minutes of this movie that is not just like, oh, okay, like genuinely good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if we had invested in the characters a little bit more early on, it would have been even better. But like, that's the part where I think it kind of Fell off for me, yeah. But like, for instance, tonight when my boyfriend gets home, I'm totally showing him parts of this movie
1: because <laughs> those are some of the They're like, so I mean, good. oh my god, I can't get over the, when the axe splits the head and the teeth on the are still in the oh yeah oh it's so good yeah oh my that part god
0: is really good. <laughs> All right, cool. So I think we're both kind of like thumb sideways on this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Not it, I wouldn't. It's definitely not, not down. indigenous. Definitely not, not no no. Mm-mm. Indigenous unfortunately is the low bar. Bless its heart. Bless its heart. Which also it had really great effects as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Story was lacking,
0: but interesting. I just but... always remember pen... that movie. I the, I always just think of them calling each other pencil dick for like ten. Minutes. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god!
1: <laughs> that and then being like, "You're gonna be a vet. You're gonna be a vet. You're gonna be a vet." And then she's never a vet in the movie. <laughs> she does not never, matter at all. <laughs> never called upon. <laughs> oh I always remember getting twenty minutes into that movie and being like, "Huh, this is not the ruins." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are uh, you? Gonna do? <laughs> but at that point, it was too late to call you because we were doing it. it we we're doing the yeah. podcast like twelve hours later or something. And I was like, "Well, guess we're just watching Indigenous I this know. week."
0: <laughs> I was so relieved because I was like, "I'm gonna." She loves this movie, and I'm gonna tear it apart. Oh, it's the right movie. Okay, good. All right. So, what if you were going to sit down and, and revisit this opus? Would you be partaking in beverage wise?
1: moonshine, because it'll either make you go blind, or it'll make you see better. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, it's going straight to the eyeballs.
0: Also, I feel like Larry Fessenden is like human moonshine.
1: Yeah. Uh Yeah, you know, I hadn't had that thought
0: before, but um... That is spot on. <laughs> like, I don't think you can drink it. Like you're not having like a Chardonnay with Larry. In
1: no, I feel no. like he's got it down. Like he's got his moonshine making methods yes. down to the point where you're almost like, if it wasn't moonshine, this would be like artisan crafting here. Right?
0: Yes. Agree. All right. So, um, let's see here. Feedback. We did not get any letters this week. Price, price we also didn't get any recommendations so all of you out there if there's something you've been dying to hear us talk about hopefully you hopefully we haven't discouraged anyone with our negative review but we got to keep it 100
1: well we um, were really good with the first one so that's true. you know our, our record is 50 50 yeah hey that's good in baseball I think. break the tie
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we did get was an itunes reading Oh really? Yes, and you know every every episode I'm like, please, please, and I always feel like such a like hack begging for iTunes reviews. But then we got one, and see, here's the thing: is like then they're so nice that I feel uncomfortable reading them on the <laughs> show <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I mean, unlike. I mean, this is probably I'm pro- this is probably this probably going to change now that I said this and the universe is going to be like, "Oh, you're hilarious." But like it feels like maybe cuz we're we're not like a big podcast, like the people that would actually take the time to do a review like us, so like it's sort of unfairly weighted towards positives. <laughs> 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 Although like I appreciate that cuz like I totally am one of those people who when I get a negative review, will, like fixate on it. So
1: Oh yeah, like 20 years from now I would still be thinking about that one negative review should we ever get one Be like yeah. a
0: stranger didn't love me right, I know like, that should not matter but it's so <laughs> okay so I'm just gonna focus on the nice things he says about you in this review because I because um, I'll get embarrassed if I read the farts about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so this one comes from our friend eddie um who i believe was the sender of the snow dog dvd
1: oh yeah yes. i was gonna say is it eddie eddie it's but. eddie eddie just,
0: and it says just the best way to enjoy a movie i don't miss an episode and neither should you rachel and mars are wonderful fun and informative in a podcast where all the movies reviewed are on streaming services Yes, voice he says nice things <laughs> rachel is insightful and he runs the pod tight focusing not just on the plot of the film reviewed but the messages uh, it's trying to push mars is wonderful with a great sense of humor hilarious stories and a unique voice in the horror review game agree Aww. <laughs> she and rachel just have a great rapport although the conversations are well structured you still hear the relaxed and easy flow that comes from their friendship I like that part.
1: For the <laughs> record, our friendship started with Rachel telling me to shut up.
0: <laughs> Asterisk.
1: <laughs> Point of order. I was <laughs> trying to say, what up? <laughs> and it autocorrected. But on my end, my experience was me going, hey, Rachel, and her going, shut up, Mars. Smiley face. <laughs> there was a smiley face emoji at the end.
0: Thank God you have a good sense of humor. I was, I was like oh my god, because I, like, I had seen you around, and I wanted to be your friend, and then I sent you and told you to shut up. I was like,
1: fuck! Well, and the way we were sitting, I was, like, two desk rows behind you in the office, and you were, you and I were facing the same direction, so I just saw the back of your head. So I saw, (laughs) shut up, Mars, and I was like, I'm pretty certain that's a typo. She doesn't seem like overtly mean. So I'll just wait. I'll just wait. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. All of a sudden I see the back of your head and you like jumped and you went, Oh no. <laughs> I and then just, didn't see it at first. And then like furiously typing. <laughs>
0: To this day, autocorrect gets me every time. <laughs> You'd think I would have learned to like proofread, but I don't. I just uh-uh. send, 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 and then everything is like asterisk. I meant blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Okay. Um, they are a great compliment to each other, and the podcast is better for it. So take the time out of your busy schedules and download this podcast, and you will be glad you did, Eddie. Oh, Aww. Eddie. Come on, you're awesome! Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that was so nice. Yeah.
0: Like so, yeah. If like Eddie, you want to leave us a review on iTunes, I'm gonna shill it again. Please <laughs> do leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next episode, it's my turn again. So I got to figure out my problem is I have too many options. Have you seen? The Boy.
1: The Boy is on my list. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. But I've just recently added it to my, my list. And I've been wanting to watch it. You know me, I have to watch it in reverse order that they're added. So I have to watch the right. oldest things. And it, so it's about middle of my list at this point. So, so I can see it, but right. it's not going to be anytime soon. So, But, like, you're okay if we cut in line? I should... Oh yeah, no, this is something else. No, this is my happy excuse to be able to
0: watch it earlier than (laughs) I was gonna let myself.
1: (laughs) I'm very interested
0: to see what you think of this movie.
1: (laughs) I I am also very interested.
0: This is a movie that like when the trailer came out, people had one of two responses: like, that looks fucking stupid, or that looks fucking stupid, I need to see it. And I was very much of the that looks fucking stupid, I need to see it. And I'm hoping you will be too.
1: I'm very excited. You know what it's about, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's it's the one where the woman's hired to babysit a doll, right? Yes! Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, okay, cool. So for the next episode, we are going to review The Boy. Oh, I'm excited. I feel like it is a very... uh, People either really enjoy this movie or really don't. So it'll be interesting to see if the listeners reach out and be like, "Rachel." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's dumb, but I, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun movie to talk about. Like even if you don't like it, this is going to be a fun movie to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <it> is
1: nuts. <laughs> awesome. Okay.
0: Anything else before we wrap her up? All oh, moments. I guess I kind
1: of have an extra credit movie. Ooh, what's the Only extra because credit? I watched it right after watching The Mind's Eye. Okay, what is it? And that? it's called Viral. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, is this the I have not seen it, but
0: is this the one where the, they go on a vacation? No. And like the one of the sisters gets like a virus?
1: No, it takes place in California somewhere where like a, they called the worm flu. Has broken out and people are getting these parasites but the parasite in one of it like burrows into your spine right Ooh. where the injections go from the mind's eye and it has a breathing hole like botfly style so they have so it was just one of those weird things where i watched the mind's eye where it had the huge injection hole in the back of his neck and then i followed it just because of the order that i watch movies with viral about a hole in the back of the neck that where the, the oh, parasite yeah did you like it I, it was good. It wasn't okay. like the best ever. I mean it's it's kind of your pretty typical horror movie, but uh-huh. um did you ever did you see the Mick when it was on? It had yes. Okay, so the girl who plays the rich older sister is okay. the main character. Okay. Um did you ever watch the season of America's Next Top model that had Annalie tipped yes. in? I thought, she plays, I, I'm
0: looking at the cast right now. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so it's got some people in it. Um it was I mean, it was a good it was an entertaining horror movie. If you are squeamish, there's some, there's, uh, some parts, it's not rampant, but there are a few parts that, uh.
0: I wonder if this would be a good, um, double feature with the Bay.
1: Ooh, yeah,
0: actually. (sighs) Okay, so I'm looking at the cast and I realized that one of the characters in here, it's a director or actor named Travis Tope. Is like one of the main characters, like the potentially falsely accused character in season two of uh American Vandal.
1: Oh really? Yeah, I don't know what American Vandal is, but <gasps>
0: what you have not seen American Vandal? No, I've never even heard of it. Put it in your Netflix queue Okay, so it is a mockumentary. Okay. Um that Markle is like very briefly in, which I oh, didn't really? know when I watched it. Like Beerly and marco came over happened to come over like the day after i watched it and i was like oh my god i just watched the show you have to see it it's amazing and marco's like oh i was in that oh i was god. like you son of a bitch okay so it's a mockumentary like <clears throat> in the style of making a murderer but it's about who drew the dicks on all of the, the teachers cars in what? the <laughs> faculty parking lot and here's the thing it's like it's fucking funny but it also is a great mystery. And, like, by at some point, you stop caring. You're just like, who drew the <laughs> <dicks?"> <laughs> And in the second season, it's this event that happens called the Brownout, where somebody has spiked the, the lemonade and made everybody shit their pants in school. Oh, my God. And he is the one that has been falsely accused. Potentially of, okay. of of having done the brownout, and but then it's very more complicated. And like the second season, like by the end of it, you're like, I am so moved. This was <laughs> so good, <laughs> but it's so much poop. But also so moving. <laughs> Truly it's like one of my favorite things on Netflix.
1: Okay, I'll watch it. At least it sounds like a lot of things that I, I you know me, I love mockumentary. Yes. Found footage type yes. movie. I know it's not found footage, but I kind of group them a little bit. It together. is it
0: has um it's not found footage, but it's it has its very first first person camera y kind yeah. of thing. Yes. Watch the trailer for the first season and see if you like it. I suspect you will. It is like it is Prozac. Like it is television Prozac.
1: I would I, that sounds like something I would be yeah, into.
0: If you haven't heard of this. You are I think I think you're going to love it. I fucking love it. And like yeah, I'm a I'm so excited for you to see it. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. Oh, now I'm excited about it too.
0: <laughs> like after we hang up, just watch the trailer and let me know what you think. Yeah. Will okay. you do that? Yes. Okay, yes cool. I will. I
1: mean, I don't I'm not trying to push it on you,
0: which I when I get excited, I can do that. So but,
1: um... No, I mean the things that you've pushed on me or thought you pushed on me, I love. Okay, so it doesn't okay. matter.
0: I just get excited.
1: <laughs> I do too. I, well, and it's like, so you were like, you have to watch this show called The One Hundred. You have to watch the show called The One Hundred, and it took me forever. And I watched it, and then I was like, Hurley, you gotta what? watch the show called The One Hundred. It's Such a hard sell too, because those first few episodes are Ugh. so bad. But then it gets so, and it gets so good. and now it's like. Every new season, Hurley and I are furiously texting back and forth. Because she watches it. I have to catch up. She usually watches it before I do, just oh because she's got a better memory for. Oh, it aired last night. I can watch it now. I forget until she texts me and is like, oh, like all caps, "Oh my god, did you watch the 100 yet?" And I'm like, "Oh, no." And then she's like, "Oh my god, tell me immediately as soon as you do." I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> shit, something happened." So I mean, somehow, like, you passed your fandom on to me, and yes. then you fell behind in the show. Yeah, I stayed up on the show, but I passed it on to Hurley, who's now like furious scream texting me (laughs) during and after every episode. At
0: some point, like, probably in the very near future, because I feel like I'm, like, ready um, that's going to happen and then you're going to get another round of scream texts, but about things you, like, are way past and you're like, these things don't matter anymore.
1: (laughs) No, but I love reliving it. So if you catch up and you're like, I can't believe this, I'm like, I know, right? Yes. I, like, Barely will sometimes do
0: that. Like, when she was watching The Good Place after me, I was like, I can't respond to you about anything
1: you're saying. Well, there are some things that I still am not over that happened like seasons ago in the 100 really? that I'm still like lingering well, I'm anger.
0: Still not over. What's her face dying? Like I'll never Alexa. be Alexa. I'll never be over Alexa dying. I don't that think anyone,
1: brutal. I don't think anyone will be. <sighs> it's rough just talking
0: about this is making me really want to watch it right now okay it's so good all right so let's wrap it up because randy is furiously texting me he is on wait let's see let me i haven't even been looking at his texts where is he oh he's just on Bart. okay good, good 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 i was like i hope he's not at bayfair right now like where are you because <laughs> <laughs> i like he's texted me a few times that i haven't even like paid attention because i was so wrapped up in our conversation that it was like i heard the ding but it like didn't quite make it to the part of my brain where it was like you should look and see what that says
1: yeah i've <sighs> been there yeah okay. <laughs> all right and we did a short episode today only an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> oh my god
0: oh my god that's i mean it could be worse and there's probably, like, there's, like, 15 minutes at the beginning that'll just go, I can just put right at the end of you screaming while you're under attack by a spider. Oh, and... my God.
1: It was bad, too, because I had to take my headphones off, right? And then yeah. I had to move the, the mic away. And yet, somehow, I was still trying to scream at you because I knew you could kind of hear me. I could. And I was
0: I, listening intently. <laughs> and I could
1: kind of hear every once in a while, like, this really distant, like,
0: No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, in movies or something where somebody's, like, but listening as someone else dies on the other end like i was like i'm living that movie right now <laughs> this is really happening
1: <laughs> this is how marx dies and i'm on the phone
0: i must bear witness
1: oh my god and then it just at one point just settled on the doorknob and i was like I am... See, that's that that makes
0: me think that it knows what it's doing why of all places would it go to a doorknob
1: and it crawled to the doorknob like that was since that was its end game that was its goal yep they're oh, sentient. I,
0: I'm. Telling I know them. you have
1: to go, but um, for some reason we're having like an outbreak of garden spiders here—the <gasps> big orange no! ones. <laughs> and they are. Uh, I found a spider web. So I live in a two-story house. Yeah, I found a spider web that was. I, like, kind of on a bush hedge by the front door that oh. had spider webbing all the way to the roof of the no. house. It was a two story spider web. No, 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 no. This is unacceptable. It was is not the fucking... walkway. Oh. It was in the walkway. I've been finding funnel web spiders. Oh, God. Oh, God. Which are super creepy. Oh, God. And then I was taking a walk in the cemetery and I found one of the big orange garden spiders that had built a web. Um, using a tree in the ground as sort of its 90-degree corner, and then it was making the diagonal, right? But the tree was, like, seven feet tall, so no. this spider web is seven feet tall. No, and no, then no, I was no. kind of walking around it, because you know how you kind of have to shift to see if the light catches the strand so you don't accidentally hit a mystery strand? And it was 3D. It was... Uh, it turned out it wasn't like a flat, you know, how spider webs yeah. are. Like it actually had expanded into no. this cone shape, into a third dimension. Unacceptable. And it was an expanding cone, and it was about a six foot radius around this tree. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't. Movies I don't...
0: and spider webs. Neither should be three D. This is bullshit.
1: <laughs> this is
0: unacceptable. They're getting smarter. I don't like it. Like I understand that they keep the other insect population down. They they have to exist. But they need to not think elsewhere. Elsewhere, I feel like my I don't want to jinx it, but I haven't had any real spider problems lately.
1: One of like these these garden spiders, you know, they're huge, they're bulbous, they're fat, they're orange, they have spots and hairs and stuff. They look so gross, but they they can't. They're not poisonous. They just look awful. And for some reason lately, their last like six weeks or so, they're just freaking everywhere. I'm so sorry. I mean, they haven't—they haven't come in the house because they're not because they're indoors. Yeah, yeah, they want to be in the bushes and stuff. But it's like Oof. every time I walk out to get the the mail or whatever, it's like there have been so many instances where I like stop short because it's like the razor wire in the movies, you know, where you right. see it just seconds before it touches your nose. Yes, and I'm like, ah, spiderweb, spiderweb. <sighs> I have a reoccurring nightmare. Um, I've
0: decided it's a nightmare because this can't have happened to me that many times. Where I wake up and there's a spider dangling from the ceiling right in front of my face and I have to like squat it away. <sighs> and it's happened probably five times. So it must be a dream. But it is so fucking real when it happens. And like my eyes are fully awake. Like my eyes are open.
1: Even if my so brain like, is not awake, like I am seeing it. In so it's front like of one me. of those like sleep hallucinations yes. or whatever. I, hope, I
0: fucking hope that's true. But like there have been times where I'm like, and I'm gonna go sleep on the couch, right? He's like, Did you dream about the spider? I'm like, Yep. But in that moment, I'm not totally sure it's a
1: spider. Right. And better safe than sorry. Better safe than watching it lower itself towards your face and being (sighs) like, it's probably a dream. Because it
0: actually really did happen to me in Costa Rica. And like where I was like, I had a feeling and I turned on the light and there was it was like right in front of my face dangling like it was on its way down. And I think that that has just, like, gotten into my subconscious. So it's happened to me multiple times. Like, when I fall asleep on the couch, I dreamt it was hanging from the lamp above the couch. When I fall asleep in the bedroom, that it was coming down from the ceiling fan. Not okay. Not okay.
1: All right. Take us out, woman. Thanks for coming back. Watch The Boy. And we will talk to each other with you listening later. (laughs) That is the most awkward
0: and accurate like I lost, of a podcast ever.
1: I lost my train of thought twice <laughs> during that. So that was me just scrambling to find my feet again and make it to the end of that.
0: It was like when the cartoon runs out over the cliff and it's like, just keep running, don't look down. <laughs> I was basically that, that video
1: of the deer I sent you trying to walk through the child's playground. Oh my god. Goodbye. Just trying to make it to the other side. <laughs>
0: Amazing.
1: Goodbye, everybody. Bye. So I I did a free, like, 24-hour. Oh, my God, there's a spider in here. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I have no tools. I can't get out! No! Oh my god, no! Oh my my god. God. Okay, okay, hey god. Fuck, 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 fuck. I can't help you!
0: Are you alive? Did they kill you? Oh god. Okay.
1: Oh my god, that was insane! What happened? I'm sitting here trying to bitch about how MTV doesn't use my cable provider anymore, and I just (laughs) sort of and I look over, and crawling up the side of the door is this spider. No, and (laughs) and so like I'm trying to move the mic and my headphones out of the way so that I don't crush them in my mad dash to get out the door. And then it kind of curved onto the other side of the door. And then as I was reaching for the knob, it came back around on the knob. And
0: And then I couldn't get out.
1: Oh my God. What did you end up doing? (laughs) At one point, so there's a shelf in this closet. And at one point, I don't remember doing this, but I actually had like my whole body up on the shelf and one leg was like pressed against the wall, just like Spider Man in a corner style. Like, (laughs) I don't know what to do. Oh my God. Did you get out? Did you is it still in there with no, you? No, I killed it. Oh thank God. Yes. I got last or the year before, I woke up and I had four spider bites, one on my forearm, one no. on my wrist, and then no. it was the hand that was near my face and then no. trailed up to my temple and then my no. hairline. And they got up to the size of about walnuts. And the one on my forearm <gasps> swelled up my entire arm that I couldn't put a jacket on because it was too swollen. Oh, and my I,
0: God. I
1: like, And it made me, like, really fuzzy-headed and kind of nauseated and, like, kind of just weird and loopy. And so I went to work. It, of course she did. Because I was like, I don't know what's happening. I'll just go. Like, I'm groggy in the morning anyway, so whenever I'm sick or whatever in the morning, I always just assume it's normal grogginess. So I went to the office, <laughs> and David was like, oh my god, what happened? I was like, I think I got bit by a spider. And he was like, oh, you should go to the hospital. <laughs> I, I was sitting there with my arms, like, in my lap under my desk, and I was like, yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna go to the hospital, I'm gonna go for this one. And I pulled out, like, my fucking Popeye forearm, and he was like, <laughs> oh my god!
0: oh my god for some reason i just imagine you making like sort of like a compress out of like hot dogs and whiskey (laughs) (laughs) you're like this will
1: fix it It
0: we'll do it so what did the when you went to the doctor did they say like oh i didn't
1: go to the doctor i just considered it
0: (laughs) have you ever given yourself um stitches no that surprises me <laughs> <laughs> i don't have I, anything else to say on the subject just that surprises me <laughs> i had a friend who knocked out his teeth he like knocked a bunch of them out but like w- he was able to kind of like put them back in and only one didn't make it but like for a while he didn't get it fixed because he's like i think it's gonna give me girls <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I, I don't know he's like yeah like he gives me some mystery you know like he'll be like hey how that guy loses tooth I need to get to know
1: him I was just I like think...
0: oh, good luck
1: <laughs> the side teeth though I could see people being like ooh what's the story there you know but is it decay or did you get in a fight <laughs> <laughs> you oh bad my... at brushing or you bad at talking to strangers <laughs> <laughs> oh shit